Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Sincerely Lee and Ray. I'm LaDerek Riel. I'm Aaliyah. And before we get into today's topic, we just wanted to remind you guys that this week is the last week before we hop into our Sincerely Lee and Ray After Dark. So if you follow us on social media, be sure to make sure you watch our stories this week. We're going to be this week and this weekend. We're going to be putting out different polls to see what you guys would like for us to talk about. Nothing too crazy because we are professionals. Right. Y'all not finna get all of our People personal and private affairs. Right. <laughs> I love when you say that. I be saying it to my mom now. Um, those are your personal and private affairs, honey. And so we want to keep it interesting for you guys. Keep it fun. But educational as well, because yes. I feel like sex education is very important. It is. And we're older. Y'all don't wear some stupid stuff from your friends back in the day. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. We is. We is. So, for today, we decided to kind of switch it up from our norm and talk about something very different. Um, I have... I'm just going to admit it. I am addicted to TikTok. I will literally sit in bed and scroll through TikTok for hours. Um, But there is one person on TikTok that has really sparked my interest. His name is the Situational Therapist. And he talks a lot about childhood trauma. I don't think so. But he talks a lot about childhood traumas, the the things that he's been through with his own mother. Um, He's talked about the effects of spanking your children. And one TikTok stood out to me the most. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, you know, stop. He didn't really say stop, but he said the pretty much the effects of spanking your daughter so a lot of people spank their kids and they're like don't be fast don't be out here being promiscuous things like that but when you spank your daughter it releases a stress hormone that causes them to have their cycle earlier which in return makes them want to have sex earlier because they're now having these hormones and they're wanting to do these different things because of that trigger response from you spanking them Hmm. um and it had uh, Lee and I having a conversation, and we talked about like how we wanted to raise our kids. Right. So I'm going to start off by saying yeah. I got spankers when I was little. Same. And the older I got, the more I realized that I don't want to spank my kids. Mm-hmm. And it's not like trying to say that I'm going to have one of them crazy kids who get to cuss me out and do that. Like, it's going right. to be It's different ways limits. of parenting. It's going to be boundaries. Like, listen, you're the child. I'm the parent. Don't cross this boundary or you will get fucked up. Right. But the biggest thing for me is, like, I've said this before to my friends. I may have said it on here, but I want to go to counseling before I have children. Agreed. That is something that I feel like I need to do. I owe that to my kids. Mm-hmm. I owe that to myself. I owe that to partner. my partner because I don't want to be the type of parent where when I get angry and my kids do something, I take all the anger from the day mm-hmm. out on them when they're just being a kid. Right. And that's part of the reason why I say I don't want to spank my children because I want to ha- allow them that freedom of being children. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will have rules that you need to follow. 
But I don't want spankings to be something that they fear for me because my biggest fear. Yeah, my biggest fear is I don't know if I'll be able to stop. Mm. Like they make me mad. Like my mom used to say that. And, like, I had a conversation with my dad before. So, my dad was primarily raised by his stepdad, sort of. And just, I never knew this until I got older, that my step-grandfather was very physically abusive to my dad and my dad's, one of my dad's stepbrothers that lived with him. And so, my dad, like... My dad was always the soft parent. He never spanked us. I think I can count on one hand. Like, I think it was like once or twice where my dad actually spanked me and that was it. And he cried afterwards because he did not want to hit me and my sister. Like, my little, y'all know my little brother is nine. He does not get spankings. And I'd be like, child, you done knocked your head between the washer oh and the dryer a few times because you are horrible. Oh my goodness. But, he told me, like, my step-grandfather used to just spank them for no reason. It was just extra physically aggressive to him and his, one of his stepbrothers. And he said that when he had kids that he didn't want to spank them because mm-hmm. he didn't know if he had that in him. He didn't know if something would have triggered the things that he went through as a child where now he's beating his kids for reasons that he can't explain. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like one of the realest conversations that him and I had because it made me think about it too. Like when I got disciplined, it was mainly my mom. Now my mom did not beat me at all, but it was to that point where now I know I done fucked up. Now she go tear my ass up, mm-hmm. and it made me think about okay, well when I have kids, like I want like the look. I want to give my kids the look. I want my kids to fear me to the point when they know not to disrespect me. Well, maybe instead of fear, like respect. That. I would say that, yes. That's a better choice of words. I want my kids to respect me where they feel like they don't need to disrespect me. Right. And know that they can also still come and talk to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I just... I don't know. It's weird. Because I've seen people spank their kids, and I'm just like, are you, you need to stop. Like, yeah. But, you know, people feel some type of way when they have kids and you don't, and they feel like you're trying to tell them how to be a parent. Well, this is our podcast. We can say whatever we want to say. But I, <laughs> I, I agree. I don't want to whoop my children either because, you know, if we take it back, whoopings come from slavery. Because they used to whip us to keep us in line. When we did something they didn't want us to do, they would whip us. And we got that fear of we don't want to get whipped so we're going to do what they say so then we use that with our children because we saw hey it worked with me so I'm going to do that with my child I'm going to whoop my child because if they're not doing what I tell them to do that's what the slave master did so that's what I'm going to do so now I'm making you afraid of me and afraid of pain so now I want you to do what I want you to do or I'm going to give you pain instead and I don't want that either in my household I want to be able to have a conversation with my child it's funny because my sister and I used to make fun of my um my aunt because she would have conversations with my um cousin and they used to have talks and I'm like just give her a whooping like why are y'all having these talks like these talks not doing nothing and that's when I realized that there's a difference 
between disciplining your child and letting them run over you. Like, I want to be able to have conversations with my child about their behavior, how it's making me feel, and what I need them to do. Because at the end of the day, you're molding a citizen. And so you need them to be able to be in this world and actively be a citizen. Um, so I definitely don't want to whoop my children either because I don't want them to be afraid of me. Like, I can remember not talking to my mom just because I was afraid of her. Like, my mom told us, like, it's funny you said about not stopping because my mom said the reason why she never whooped us. And I think my mom might have whooped my sister and I maybe like twice and my stepdad really gave most of the whoopings was because she said she did not have it in her to stop. She said she knew if she would have whooped us, she wouldn't have stopped. And I was like, whoa. That's a huge thing for you to know that the the anger that we're giving you is going to trigger something in you to where you would start whooping someone and not be able to stop. And then to see your kids crying and to tell them, stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. I'm like, you just did. What are you talking about? And I know some black families, like I'm just, I'm going to put a color on it. I know some black families, they're like, well, wouldn't you rather, get a, wouldn't you rather give your child a whooping than them go to jail? Wouldn't I rather teach them? what's right from wrong than having to whoop them I know I definitely would so I don't know for me I don't want to have to whoop my kids I want to be able to talk to them and to have those conversations to let them know hey when you when you have your room dirty and mommy has to walk past your room it's disrespectful to mommy because I need your room to be clean because one day you're gonna have to share your room with somebody else or do you want bugs in your room? Do you want roaches to crawl over you? Mommy doesn't want roaches in her house. Mom, roaches make mommy sad. So I need you, or something like, to so where I'm actually making it real and it's a conversation that I'm telling them. Now, if my child doesn't listen to me, of course I'm gonna be a disciplinary. I absolutely believe in taking things away. Taking away games, taking away phones, taking away whatever take i'm gonna take <laughs> away door. your happiness i'll take away your door <laughs> i will take away your um bed frame you will have a mattress and i did like my sister my mom did my sister she had a mattress and uniform clothes and she didn't even go to a school where she had to wear uniforms and i i definitely believe in discipline like you can't hang out with your friends i believe in things like that but it's like i don't want to have to beat my child for them to understand that what they're doing is wrong because what happens is you're also beating your child because you're frustrated mm -hmm. and you want them so to true. listen to you you want them to do what they what you want them to do and they're not listening so the only thing you know how to do is to get their attention is pain i don't want my children to have a painful relationship with me i really don't um another part that you were saying about um you know whooping your little girls or whatever i know men who i know i mean i know girls or women now they say their dads never whooped them and they said their dad said they never whooped them because they didn't want them to internalize pain and to get into a relationship and be in an abusive relationship because their dad whooped them and somehow they were able to sexualize pain and get into a relationship that's painful, but it feels normal because your dad whooped you. So I know a lot of women and I know some guys, some men who have decided that they would, that they'll whoop their sons, that's what they decided, that's just their decision, but they swear that they will never whoop their daughters for those reasons. Or the girls say, you know, they never got a whooping in their, by their dad. And they say, and they say that's what their dad said. And I think that's powerful to make that, um, to make that known. But I also want to say that men get abused in heterosexual relationships as well. 
and men get abused in homosexual relationships. Men get abused in relationships, period, is what I'm saying. So we can't just say we're not going to whoop our daughters and whoop our sons because there's a lot of men that are in um, abusive relationships and don't know how to get out. Why don't you open it up, hand over the box. No, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just saying there's a lot of relationships where it's a woman that's beating up a man. Yeah. Like, um, what's that movie with, um, you know the movie with Eddie Murphy? Respucia with that, that movie. Oh yeah, Norbert. and yeah, that's real. That's people. That's some guys' in real abuse. life. Yeah. That he and she would she would hit him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's real. So we can't just cater to women. We also have to take care of our young men because you're also teaching them that abusive relationships are okay. Especially like um, I don't mean to keep rambling, but Oprah had a sh- um, Oprah had a show, and um, no, not Oprah. Iyanla um, fixed my life. And on one of the episodes, it was talking about how the mom would talk down to the son. It would tell him that he wasn't no good, that he was trash, da 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 And would literally, basically, you're verbally, um, verbally, you're verbally abusing them. And that's terrible. I know I can't talk, y'all. And that's terrible. Like, you can't be teaching people that that's how they deserve to be treated. You're the person, you're that, you're that guy's mom. And now he's gonna get into a relationship and he might think that's okay. He might think that's normal and it's not. Or that might happen to him and now he reacts with pain and giving that woman pain. So we definitely have to be cognizant about disciplining our children and how that those certain things, certain techniques with disciplining our children can also cause trauma effects for them. For sure. And I definitely agree with you saying go to therapy before you have kids because, whoo, I definitely want to go. I want to go. I, I believe in marriage counseling, all of that. I believe in all types of counseling. Like, Oh, yeah. I want to have some very intensive therapy sessions before I have children. And you brought up a good point. Like, people just think of women getting abused. But men also get abused as well. Like, I was in abusive relationships before. And so, I'm <clears throat> putting my business out there. Sometimes uh, I was the aggressor. Okay. But that was, like, me acting retaliation. I will say that. Not, I was just out here wailing on people. I, I'm not... Mm-mm. Listen, I was Tina in the back of that limousine. I decided to fight back. Mm-hmm. Every time. Y'all know I like to choose violence. Lord, but, um, no violence, guys. I think that's important to teach our daughters and our sons that. And, like, what I will say is I did not realize how much a lot of my past experiences shaped who I was until one day Moses said... You act just like so and so. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you act like a pit bull. When you get mad, is is your way? You're gonna yell. You're gonna scream. You're gonna do whatever you need to do till you get your point across. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize, like, damn, I need to take a step back and evaluate who I am as a person. And I can't say that I'm just this docile person who's, you know, calm, cool, and collected all the time when I'm acting like this at home and people don't get to see it. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I want my kids to see either. I don't want my kids to ever see me be anybody else but this calm, cool, collected person. Of course, I 
wholeheartedly agree that people that kids need to see their parents in all types of emotions because you don't need to be blindsided if your parents get mad you don't need to be blindsided if your parents decide to cry or that they're going through something like your kids need to see you in different emotional states but i don't want my kids to see me arguing with their dad i don't want that either but i've seen my parents argue and it was not nice right but i don't even think i want to um I don't even, I don't even argue with my relationships now. Like I've been in, I've also, I've been in emotionally abusive relationships and my, um, my most recent dating situation, it almost got physically abusive and that was probably the scariest moment of my life and actually gave me a little bit of relationship PTSD and I didn't even want to date anymore. Like I wanted to sell my house. I was just so, I was in like a state of fear all this freaking time. I always wanted somebody to come over my house. Like I didn't want to be alone. Like, I was scared being in my house. I wasn't sleeping because I just didn't know if part two was going to happen. So I definitely understand all of that. Um, yeah. I know like I had, I kind of had this conversation with my mom sort of a little bit and I said, I'm dating Mary, the person that acts like my dad. Mm, they say you pick. They say you pick someone that reminds you of your parents, though. And my sister is dating the person that's that's similar to my mom. Mm-hmm. And not saying that those are bad things, but um, you realize that your parents have flaws flaws they are not perfect beings and when you get older and you see those flaws in your significant other it's like what the mm-hmm. fuck I said I was gonna avoid shit like this but you but you gotta you, face you it you fantasize that oh you fantasize that people want that relationship like their parents whether they know it or not yeah and it happens and it's gonna happen like history has a weird way of repeating itself that's true and it's up to like if you don't put in the work to make things better, you're gonna repeat those cycles. Yep. And like my, I remember my dad telling my mom like I'm the fun parent and you're the military parent. You got these kids on the schedule; they never get to have fun. Mm. I thrived off of being on the schedule. I thrived off of having a routine that my mom set for us. Mm-hmm. So when we would go to my dad's house every other weekend, it was miserable for me. Yeah. But my sister loved it because she could do whatever she wanted to do. But being at home, my mom was miserable for her. Miserable for her. Right. And so, like, we're still very different people to this day. Like, my sister is somewhere left and I'm over here on the right. Yeah. And... Same with me and my sister. My sister. My mom, like, she changed up her punishment styles. Same. So, like, I got it hard. Yes, my mama got soft. I told her straight. Listen, I said, KP, it's like soft. when I went off to college. Like, you just said, fuck it. I was telling shit. my mom, I said, you got soft. And I was like, I didn't even tire you out. Because I wasn't even bad. So, you can't even say I tired you out. So, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why you soft all of a sudden. But will you? would you say that... The whoopings that you got, would you say they were worth it? Or do you think you would have become the person you are without getting whoopings? That's hard to say. Mm. And I say it's hard to say because I I knew 
the things that I was doing was wrong. Okay. Then I deserve to be punished. Yeah. But did I? Do I feel like I deserve to get a spanking for it? I'm not sure. Okay. Because a lot of the spankings that I got, I knew they were from frustration. Okay. So, like for instance, I was fast. Um, I, went, I had a girlfriend when I was in the sixth or seventh grade. One of them. One of them grades. Um, I used to lie about going to the movies with my friends, and me and her would go to the movies together. I put a hickey on her neck. Her mom called my mom. My mom called my dad. It was a whole thing when I got home. I got a spanking. And my mom took my phone. And like the first day she said, I'm not about to be a grandmother. So it was like, you're spanking me because you're frustrated. But clearly you see that I'm doing stuff that's related to sexual activity. So why not have a sex conversation? Because they're scared. And see, my parents had me when they were 18. And so I feel like for a long period of time, they were scared to even talk about sex they didn't with me want you to be because like they didn't want me to have sex. They didn't want me to do the things that they did. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not you. Right. But clearly, you know, I'm doing stuff. So like. I never had the sex talk either. I would say my whoopings were pointless because for me, like, I never got in trouble for the same thing twice because like once I'm somebody like if you yell at me, I'm going to I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to be like, dang, I disappointed you. Dang, I made you upset. Like, yelling at me is enough to discipline me. Like, whooping me is like, why are we doing this? Like, why now do I have to be in pain? Why now do I have to cry? Why now do I have to say I hate you and I want to run away? Like, this is so, like, it's such a traumatic experience to get a whooping. Like, so for me, I wouldn't say that the whoopings were worth it. Like, I feel like they were just pointless. Like, I feel like your parents my parents were just trying to prove a point that I'm in charge and that if you're bad you're gonna feel pain like it's just so stupid like I remember one time I got my last I remember my final my last whooping was because I was at my sister's um at my dad's house in the summertime and my sister's room was dirty and I guess he felt like both of us made it dirty but really my sister made that room dirty because she didn't like to clean up and so he made us clean up that room and then after we cleaned it up we both got a whooping and for me, I'm just like, why are we getting a whooping? Because her room is dirty. Like, this is so stupid. Like, and then her room was dirty again. So it was like the whooping was pointless. Her room didn't stay spotless after that whooping. Like, the girl room is still messy now. Like, what do what you, like, that, that whooping was so stupid. So for me, like, whoopings were not what it was. Like, if you just yelled at me or looked at me, I automatically knew that I had effed up. And I knew that. I needed to get my life together but that's because you gotta pay attention to your child like everything that goes for one child is not gonna work for both but that don't mean you need to get slacked on one because because the other one was good and so now you have another one it's like oh you a little troublemaker and all y'all know the second child is bad i don't know what it is it don't matter what race what culture what country that second child is always different. Mm-hmm. Something, it, it, and it's rare that the first child is quote unquote bad and the second child is good. And I don't like that either. I don't like labeling. I would, that's one thing I also will never do is label my children good and bad because that puts them against each other. Yes. You don't even realize it and you're calling one bad and one good. Like, why can't you be like your brother? Like, my sister, 
my mom, I guess she holds me in such high regards because I just wasn't, uh, I just wasn't busy. I wasn't busy. So I didn't get in a lot of trouble. I didn't make a lot of fuss, but my sister was busier than me. So she got into more things than me. And it's like, why you can't be like your sister or your sister this, your sister that. And I remember my sister blew up on her one day. It was like, everybody's not, excuse me. She's like, everybody's not Aaliyah. And I knew in that moment that my sister had internalized hearing my name. And it made her not even want to talk to me because my mom had made me seem like the perfect child unbeknownst to how it made my sister feel mm-hmm. about herself. And it took me a long time to have to really like fight with my sister for her to see, hey, I don't see myself as better than you. Even though she may have spoken to you in a way that made you feel like she saw me as better than you, it's just I was easier to raise than you were. That's it, it just what it was. I wasn't as busy as you were. Um, but I'm I don't but I don't see myself as better than you. I see myself as your sister. We just had two different like I, I tell my sister all the time, we got two different moms. You gotta even though you feel like she thinks that I'm so perfect, you got the nicer mom than I did. She let you get away with way more stuff than she ever would have let me get away with, girl. Like, you got the nice mom. Even though you, she thinks I'm perfect, or you think she thinks I'm perfect, you got a nicer mom. But it took a long time for her to realize that I don't see myself as superior to you, and I just see myself as your sister, and I just want to love you. And I just want you to open yourself up to accepting my love and then to loving me back. So... I think more parents need to be cognizant of making sure they don't um, subcon- up, su- subconsciously pin their children against each other. Right. I will say my mom and my dad never really did, or why don't you act like Derek, or, you know, why don't you do this? For my sister, my mom commented on it. Like, she like, Derek and Sean are nothing alike, but that's Derek and that's Pooh. Like, I love them the same. Yeah. My dad never really did it. Like, he, he will always say, hey, you, your sister, your brother, y'all have y'all own unique personalities, but y'all all act the same in a certain way. Like, okay. we're all goofy. Okay. Like, that's one thing the three of us have in common is we're goofy. We don't take stuff serious when we're supposed to take stuff serious. And we like to push the limits. That is one thing because Henderson kids have in common. Mm-hmm. And so, Dave never really did that. But my grandparents mm. on my mom's side did. Um, my cousin Jasmine, she is two years younger than me. And my grandma's like, well, why don't you have honor roll like Derek? Why don't you have this like Derek? Why aren't you doing this? Derek did this. Derek did that. Why aren't you doing this? And my cousin literally told me one day, she said, if they say your name one more fucking time, I'm going to knock you the fuck out. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't do anything to you. Like, trust me, it gets on my nerves too. And I've said something to them because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because now it's like, you're putting us against each other when we're not the same person. Yeah. Granted, we have the same grandparents, our moms, our sisters, but we're not the same. And people don't think about that. Like, just because you have these group... You, so, like, for instance, you have three kids. They grew up in the same household. They're going to be completely different. Completely. They're going to have all different life experiences. They're going to have different things about them and how they say, this is how my childhood was. 
based on their own personal experiences. So like my sister and I, we don't have the same experiences when it comes to living with my mom because my sister was really little when my parents got a divorce. So I've seen my parents married. I've seen them in the thick of their divorce and just the back and forth. But I will say that my parents did a great job at protecting the both of us from what was going on. Like, I really didn't know that they was divorced until, like, maybe a year later. Uh-huh. I just thought he didn't live with us. Yeah. That's how, like, sheltered we were. And people, like, That's my grandma on my dad's good. side would always say, well, you know, they put y'all in the middle. They put y'all in the middle. And it's like, no, you have to understand that I have my experiences and my my comments that I have about my relationship with my dad at the time based solely on my experiences with him alone. Yeah. Nothing that anybody said could change my mind based off of the things that I've been through. My mom was the same way. She never talked bad about my dad. Like, even though people might think my mom did, she never spoke bad about my dad. She waited and let me make my own assessment of him. And then when I would go to her and talk to her about my grievances, then she would just, she would just give me advice. She would actually she would actually tell me to give him more grace until the whole thing situation where the aunt lied on me and then he believed it and then she was like, oh F him. But before that, my mom never spoke a bad word about him because she was she always told me she said, I wanted you to come to your own conclusions of how you felt about him. She was like, I never wanted to um, you know, put anything in your ear and you look at him differently. Now, my dad and my stepmom they would talk negatively about my mom. And I remember at first, when they first started doing it, because me and my mom were beefing because I was getting older, you know, I don't know, something, I don't know why. I really want to like talk to a therapist and really figure out why when a girl becomes a teenager, why her and her mom split up. And it's no longer my little girl, it's my enemy. And I think it's because she's getting into her womanhood and now you're feeling tried as, as a woman mm-hmm. by another woman and you're no longer seeing her as your child. You see her as another woman on the streets. <laughs> instead, of, instead of being the mom that can mold her into being the type of woman that she should be in society, you see her as a threat. And that's a problem. But back to what I was saying, at first when they would talk about her, I would let them talk about her because I was like, man, she get on my nerves. Like she be pissing me off, da da da. Then when I was getting older, I was like, oh y'all can't y'all can't talk about my mama. Like I don't know who what the fuck what the fuck is wrong with y'all. But y'all not finna be talking about KP. Like I be I be all y'all ass. Like that's my mama at the end of the day. Like don't even don't even ask me how she doing. She breathing, doing just fine. Cause I remember my mom got cancer. Then they would all every time I come over, how's your mom doing? How's your mom doing? Why y'all y'all ain't care about her before? What you want to know about her now? But I will say that's another thing that you can't do um, while you're parenting. You don't want to, like, speak negatively over your kids. But going back to, you know, abuse that you could learn from your parents, like, Mm -hmm. seeing your parents be verbally abusive to each other is something that when you you get older, you internalize. Because I remember both of the women in my my life, my stepmom and my mom, are A-type personalities. And so they are the type of women that get shit done. And they raised me and my sister to be the type of women that get shit done on their own with don't need a man for nothing, da da da. But when they did that, they also they also what is it, emasculated the men that they were with. 
And in my mom's situation, um, I did see her get um, emotionally abused in her relationship. And so it made me lose respect for my mom. And then it also made me feel, it, it was so funny because then it's like I lost respect for her. But then I got into relationships just like that where either I first would start off emasculating the man or I would be getting emotionally abused and think that it's okay. Like, it's, it's crazy the type of stuff that you see in one way as I will never let that happen to me, da 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 And then, boom, here it is happening. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, yes. you, you really, like, as a parent, like, I know you're not perfect people. I know um, when Derek and I are not going to be perfect parents, we're going to make mistakes. But I definitely agree with, like, going to taking those therapy sessions. Like, even while you're a parent, like, go to your therapist and be like, hey, like, my child is doing this and I, I, I just don't know what to do. I don't, and I I always say, I would tell my kids, like, hey, dog, I ain't never been a parent before. You ain't never been a kid before. We both figuring it out. We got to give each other a little grace. We both going to mess up, but we got to rock it out together because guess what? I'm the only mommy you got, and you the only child that I got. You the only you that I got. Yeah. (sighs) I think a lot of black parents struggle with the can't nobody tell me how to raise my kid mindset mm-hmm. and it's nobody telling you how to raise your child it's people giving you suggestions that'll work for you and your child to make your situation better um mm-hmm. i will say one of the most traumatic experiences that i've witnessed my parents go through and I didn't realize it until like yeah I'm good I didn't realize until later because I started emulating some of those behaviors was there was this time where my dad had gotten some trouble he came back into the picture and my mom never talked bad about my dad people may think that but my mom never said a bad word about my dad until I got older and I would vent to her and I would tell her the things that he said that really bothered me to my core. But I didn't my I didn't speak up until later. But um one of the things that happened was I remember we went out. They used to do stuff for me and my sister as like a family just so we still had that. And my dad got drunk, act started acting crazy, like talking about oh Derek's your favorite, Sean's my favorite, and which is why for a long time I really did not like him. I'm like, mm. how do you pick her over me? Mm. And it wasn't like a jealousy thing. It was like, I'm your kid too. So why would you say that's your favorite kid? Like, what did I do to you to make you not like me? And he like snatched my sister and was like, I'm going to take her. She going to come live with me and you can keep Derek. Oh. <laughs> And I joke a lot about knocking somebody's head between the washer and the dryer. So, in our driveway, we had, like, wooden planks that were along the driveway that led up to the garage. Like, they were, like, in the ground. So, like, you wasn't in the grass or whatever. So, it was, like, you know, it was, like, the little fancy landscaping shit. My mother literally had my dad's head knocked between the rim of her tire and the wooden plank. And she was punching him. And, like... I snatched up my sister. I tried to get into the house. It was crazy. Um, 
that was very traumatic for me as a kid and I didn't think about it until I got older and like that was a really fucked up situation yeah. and granted he apologized the next day but that still sticks Ew, with you yeah. the fact that you still remember that yeah one of like when you said like how your dad and your stepmom were talking to you about your mom there was this one instance where whenever my dad it was for a while he would get drunk and he would talk about the happy days and they would always be when he was married to my mom or situations that him and my mom went to and I could tell it would make my stepmom jealous um but one day my dad got drunk it was me my uncle which is one of his stepbrothers um two of his cousins and I don't think my sister was there um but Moses was there as well and my dad was talking about like one of my cousins were uh discussing one of uh, like the mom of one of my cousins who got murdered when I was a freshman in college. So the aunt of that child, mm-hmm. she was just saying her disdain towards the mom, yeah. which is her brother's stepchild. So, but you know, he was raised with us all day. So um, my dad decided he wanted to share his story. And when his, the story that he shared was, you know, I tried to have a conversation with Chantel and the first thing she said to me was, we don't, you know, don't ask me nothing about the kids. If the kid's not dying, we ain't got nothing to fucking talk about. And he was like, that hurt him and this, that, and the third. And I stopped the conversation right there because I said, no, that's not, that's not how that conversation went. Right. You think that you have conversations by yourself and that no one's around? We always are around. Mm. And that's not what she said. You try to call and have conversations about random shit, trying to regulate stuff that's happening in her household when you've never been a disciplinarian, when you've never cared about anything that was happening to us academically, personally, nothing. So you're trying to call and give your two cents. And what she said to you was, you don't have the right to call me and tell me what I need to do as a parent when you have not been there. So, no, I'm not going to call you when something minor is happening. I'll call you when the kids are sick, if the kids need help with something, or if the kids are in the hospital. That's when I'll call you. But other little things that I've been handling by myself, I'm not going to call you for them because you won't show up anyways. And that right there, it bothered me so much because I'm like, you have literally sat here and you lied on her. Mm. And you lied non-stop and it made me stop talking to him for a while and I think when we had a conversation later we kind of hashed out all of those things and so now we're building our relationship but it really bothered me for a long time because my mom does not talk negatively about my stepmom she don't think about her Right. Why? Because she knows that we have a nine-year-old little brother. And what? why? She don't want him. She don't want my dad. Right. They were married years ago. She don't care about that. Like, that happened years ago. They, they're friends, and they have kids together. That's it. And so it's like, it's weird how one parent is always mature than the other. And it made me mm. realize, like, if I'm ever in that kind of situation, I'll never disrespect my former significant other that I have a kid with because at one point I was in love with this person I had a kid with this person like we were a family at one point so yeah they may do some things that piss me off but I'm gonna let my kid make their own judgment based on their parent and I think that's important like 
the dad my my brother has is not the dad that I had. Mm-hmm. The dad that my sister had is not the dad that I had. We all had our own different experiences. And so I think that's important for people to understand that. And that's why I'm so big on like, I want to go to counseling because I can't. Yeah. Like I remember one time Moses' nephews came to visit. Moses is used to his sister yelling and you know that's how she disciplines yeah and so he's and i'm like why are you yelling for what what, what, right. what you yelling for they don't need to be fucking eating this 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 i'm like they're growing boys they're teenagers of course right. they're gonna eat every fucking thing they're going through puberty your ass ate every damn thing when you were going through puberty they don't right. need two three sandwiches yeah they do they're hungry right and they don't know why they're hungry, but they're fucking hungry. Right. It's okay. That's why we bought it. And it took me telling him that for him to be like, oh, maybe I am doing too much. And then, like, the relationship he had with his sister, he would tell her everything that his nephew told him. And I say, you can't do that. If he's trusting you and you're his person that he feels he's comfortable enough to talk to about the things that he's going through, then you mm-hmm. need to be that person. You don't need to share that information because not only... Are you ruining his trust? His trust. You're making it to where he don't want to talk to you. Or nobody. He don't want to talk to his mama. He don't want to talk to nobody because he feel like whatever he say is gonna get back. Mm-hmm. And it's I said you, you have to have think about place. that. And and that's why he started treating he started doing things differently. And now the middle nephew, he talks to Moses about a lot of stuff. And Moses barely tells me and I'd be like I don't care this no ain't yeah. gonna do me and I think like that's important like to think of all the different aspects when it comes to not only just being a parent being an adult that has consistent interaction with children mm. like people feel like oh you don't have kids you don't know I'm a teacher I'm the oldest of my siblings. I'm the oldest of my cousins on both my mom and my dad's side. I practically raised them fucking crumb snatchers. And so you can't tell me that may be your child biologically and you may spend all your money on them. (laughs) That is my kid. My brother is not. That is my kid. That is my child. (laughs) I'm the third parent. But I think, I mean, I think it takes a tribe. I definitely think it takes a tribe for sure. And, I mean, even though we say, like, oh, people with kids say we shouldn't talk about it, you should talk about what you want to do and what you don't want to do before you have kids. It's certain stuff that is, it's it's okay to talk about anything before you do it. Just like before you start a business, you talk about everything. It's called your business plan. So why can't you have a parent plan? Like, I feel like more people should have these conversations. Like, do you, how do you want to discipline? How do you want to raise them? How do you want to reward them? Like, those are conversations you should have because then that way, when that time comes, you and your mate are a unit. Y'all can move as a unit. Mm -hmm. If something happens, it's not like, oh, well, Johnny um, threw a ball at a kid's head, so I gave him a whooping. And then you're like, why did you give my child a whooping? It's our child. If y'all would have had that conversation before, then your husband or your wife would have made a decision that you are already okay with. You can trust the fact that if something happened at school and they were the parent that picked them up or they were the parent at home, they don't have to wait for you to get home because they're going to do something that you would already agree with. They don't even got to, oh, I got to talk to your mama about this. Now, of course, it's going to be stuff that, you know, you didn't plan for, you never thought about that your child may do. But the basic stuff, 
Like basic response to your child yelling at a teacher or being disrespectful in the classroom. Like you need to have a united front. So having these conversations are imperative before you have children. I think so. Mm-hmm. Like talk about it. It's no it's you fantasize about your wedding. You fantasize about what you're gonna do on vacation. I've been fantasizing about what I'm gonna do on vacation every single day. But you can also fantasize and talk about and have a parent plan about your children. Cause you should definitely talk about before your life before you get married and how you wanna do with stuff before you get married. You need to talk about how we're gonna problem solve. If this happens, what we're gonna do? If you lose your job, what happens? Like, what do we do? The problem is we don't talk about anything because we feel like, oh, we're not in that situation, so we don't have to talk about it now. Bullshit. You better talk about it. I would rather talk about it now and have the blueprint of what we would do. And if we need to erase something and draw something else up, at least we have the basis. Or at least we've actually opened up ourselves to this dialogue. So that way when we have this conversation later, it's not foreign to us. We have the words to have this conversation. You want to add anything, Ray? Don't come in our comments talking about y'all don't understand because I will cut you the fuck out. Um, <laughs> I'm just telling this you now. <laughs> I just think that it's essential to unpack your childhood traumas. Um, whether it comes to spanking, whether it comes to how you talk to your kids, whether it's the things that you do in front of your kids everything is affecting your little sponge because Mm -hmm. they are truly impressionable their minds are soaking up all the things that are happening you can't just expect them to be this person that you want them to be with no issues and no nothing that's ever happened to them in their life if you haven't laid the groundwork and then like Aaliyah said like this is my first time being a parent this is your first time being a child so at some point you have to take accountability as the parent and say you know what let me put in the work to make sure that my kid does not have the same experiences that I'm going through. Like someone, I can't remember who posted this on social media, but I saw a post where it said, whatever happened to those, I'm not going to be that type of parent. I'm going to do this for my kid, do that for my kid. But then y'all go around and y'all give y'all kid a tablet and let your Mm. kid race himself. Mm. What happened to reading your kid's stories at bedtime? What happened to going over sight words before your kid even get to pre-K? Mm. Whatever happened to teaching your kid how to tie their shoe and not wait until they get to pre-K to learn mm. how to tie their shoe? What happened to eating at the fucking dinner table without no using social media, no television, you, pure conversation? Woo. My mom made us do that. My and so that's too. why and it's so important to me. I hate not eating at the dinner table. Because my mom made it a big thing in our household. My mom did too. And so it's, it's like. It's a big thing in my house too. I make you like it. When I'm in a relationship. You got to start your trends. Yeah. You have to sit at the table. That TV is not on. We are literally. Any guy who has ever dated me. We have done that. Now I'm. I never dated nobody in my life. But you know. If I ever had dated somebody. That, that's what they would say. Like I know Moses hates the sound of chewing food. So I know when we have kids. I'm going to have music playing in the background. Nothing with words. It's going to be instrumentals. It's just playing. Shit that they don't know. Some old school shit. It's just going to be softly playing in the background to drown out the chewing sounds. But 
I'm eating dinner at the table with my kids every single day because that's when you learn the most about your kids because they're going to talk to you about everything and I can go on and on and on I feel like this needs a part two it sure does and we will give that to y'all period we might give y'all two next week one regular one after dark we'll see y'all we don't like y'all that much but (laughs) we have lives um well yeah like I definitely think we should have a part two to this discussion have some guests and really get different maybe we should have some someone in here that has a kid yes I don't know anybody with children well yes I do but I don't have any friends with kids my friends that that have kids are older I mean, are they like 40? Close. Um, I think we should still have them if they're open to it. I don't have any, I don't have any like friends with kids. But we're going to figure that out, guys. Thank y'all for listening to Sincerely and Ray Part 2 coming soon. And if you have anything you would like to add to the conversation, DM us, put it in the comment section. Let us know so we can add that also into Part 2. Deuces. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you got to say goodbye.